Hello and welcome to the Hapori Podcast, the show for and about doers. I'm Rob Solly, and on today's show, I'm joined by Scott Harrison, founder of The Six Pack Revolution and author of Grumpy Gorilla and Happy Hippo. So they'll come to me because they want to they lose the fat or they want to lose some dress sizes or they want to lose some belt buckles or they, um, they want to be able to go up the stairs without being out of breath. Scott is a life coach, motivational speaker, fitness and nutrition expert, founder of the Six Pack Revolution, author, and as I said, much, much more. But first, let's answer some of your questions you've been sending in using the hashtag Ask Kapori help. Who needs our help today, Mike? We've got a couple people, Rob. Um, the first one comes from another Mike, I think, because it's at Mick Cooper. And he asks, what's the best way to keep a client from giving up on their training? Because that must happen all the time. All the time. But first, let's address this. Mickey's Mike? Yeah. Oh, so Mickey Mouse is Michael Mouse? Yeah, he is. That's Seriously, his... well, I've learned if you look at Mickey, today. If you look at Mickey Mouse's passport, It'll say Michael Mouse. Okay, so obviously I'm a big Clash fan and I had Mick Jones, but now I know he's Michael 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 Jones. Jones. Yeah. Wow. Mick Jagger? Michael Jagger. See, you're killing me now, Mike. You're killing me. Anyway, let's go back to the question. What's the best way to keep a client from giving up on their training? Well, it's a case of carrot and stick, Mike. It is really hard to keep people motivated, but this is where rather than the idea of motivation, you install discipline. We've recently just spoken to Amy Williams and she talks about the idea of writing down a goal. So as that client, I would write down a goal and find all the baby steps to hit along the way, what I would call the small victories. So if we've got this goal, it holds us both to account, the client and the coach, and then we've got these small victories, this path to there. So I feel that clients can get so much more buy-in and faith in you if they have you know that goal and they feel they're working towards it they're chipping something off now some weeks they may be chipping off a little bit more some weeks it may be a little bit less and that's where you come in as a coach and perhaps you know you remind them of those small victories and you know perhaps afterwards you just send them a text and say like you know today was good we took a we put another brick in the wall. Dorian Yates, who I've spoken loads of time, he said every training session was another brick in the almighty wall. These aspects, they're, they're massive. And, and, it, and it all comes down to how you communicate with your client. So we, I'm communicating by setting that goal, by talking to them, listening to them, going, okay, this is our goal, we agree on this, yes. By then the path on the way to the goal. And then, as I sort of said, those weeks where it might not go so well, drop them a message, tell them about next week, tell them about how we're gonna do this, and you know, this is where you will have to be Mr. Motivator or Mrs. Motivator during that week. But you've got a sense of how, as a trainer, I do think you get a sense of how motivated and ready people are. And some people just don't like training. And that could be one of these people that we're stopping giving up clients. They don't like training, they don't wanna come but you constantly have to remind them the why, the why they are here. Yeah, what brought you here in the first place. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, like build up a friendship, build up a relationship. Another thing we touched on with Amy, mm. these things matter. And like, I sort of get the feeling sometimes a couple of clients maybe, you know, they don't want to let me down. Yeah. Well, that's great. 
because I can see the buy-in. I won't let them down, but they don't want to let me down. So we've got buy-in to each other. And well, it's a relationship, as you say. Yeah. yeah. So all these relationships are two-way. Exactly. Exactly. So I've got to listen and I've got to talk. You know? So, yeah, it, accountability, goal-setting, relationships, communication, all these things come in. And you'll hear them time and time again. It's boring, really. It's the same things. But that's how you keep your clients. And one other little thing, keep it fresh. So if we're going through a phase where maybe, just say work for that client is taxing, I know I can't push them, so they're not gonna hit any PBs in the next three weeks or whatever. Then maybe I'll teach them a new skill. Maybe I'll say, let's do some skipping, let's do some pad work, boxing. So this is where you as a trainer have vast experience, get loads of experience, go on loads of courses, build up your toolbox, and then you can just rely on another tool. You know, I, I sometimes get people to juggle. You know, I've got a little method. Sounds crazy. They're not there to join the circus. But if they can see that small picture, hey, hey, oh, I like this. Then I've done my job and I've kept them engaged until their work calms down or everything. And we can go back after it. Well, they've been juggling their schedule to get there. So you've already got them on. Exactly. Okay. I just trained loads of circus performers. There we go. Uh, second question comes from Kevin J. At Kevin J. Rob, I have a client who is very dedicated and never misses a session. The only problem is he smokes. Any tips on getting him to quit? Because that, you must have clients that they're really dedicated, they really want to do, they want to get better, but they have some personal habit that's an obstacle. You know, it's hard to be your, your best physical self if you're smoking 40 a day. Mike, are you Kevin Jack? No, no, I've given up. That's why, that's why I'm chewing on the gum. Exactly, exactly, on the Nicorette. On the Nicorette. Um, you know, I, I don't actually have an amazing amount of tips on getting them to quit that specifically. I'm just going to be super honest. But, you know, you need to remind them that there is a time to quit. Because lots of, particularly in the past, not so much now, there are still a few, but well-known form footballers who played in World Cups in finals yeah. smoked. And this we're talking about in the 90s, in the noughties oh, here. Man. I mean, there's, I've, there's some amazing stories about um, hockey players um, that would go in, in between periods when they go back to the dressing room. For the, they would smoke and, and drink. They'd open up a beer and have a cigarette and then, you know, pile down and then go back out. And there's a famous sto uh, story of a really great Canadian ice hockey player called Guy Lafleur who played for Montreal, then he retired. And then when he, he came out of retirement, played for uh, New York Rangers. And they said, and by then he's in his 40s, and they said, oh, Guy, what, how, how what's the biggest adjustment? He goes, oh, I had to quit smoking in between periods. I can't do it anymore. I mean, I, so that, that's the fact it. that he was doing it in the first place just blew everyone's mind. That's exactly it. You can't do it anymore. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a similar story with John Jones, the UFC fighter, who's great. I won't go into it, but it's a story worth telling another day. The same thing. I, rather than tips to get him on smoking, like perhaps you're the better person to ask this in there as you're chewing the Nicorette, something because I haven't smoked, so I don't have that experience. But I do understand the overall goal, goal the overall health, wellness and fitness. And that's what we are buying into. By coming to see me, you're buying into it. And so I wouldn't be a nag to, the, to my client who was like this. But I would remind them in the best possible way. Like in, it comes back to communication in a friendly way, just like Mike, or in this case, Kevin, 
still smoking. We could, that, this could be better if you smoke. That was great performance, you know, a nice PB today. Imagine what you could do if you didn't smoke. Yeah. Imagine. And it is, it's that what if. So we need to apply that to people. You know? So I have a client that loved hobnobs. I am not joking. It, you know, he's famous. So he, whenever I'd go around his house, he'd have a delivery, a free delivery from McVitie's. It was a hamper. And I'd be like, not again. Hmm. But there, there comes a point when you have to find, like, dude, you need to stop it. If we're going to get where you want to go, you've written your goal. This is my goal. Okay, if, if hobnobs can be part of that, then that's okay, but it's not gonna work. So either you're accountable to your goal or you're not. So perhaps that is the idea of transferring that to your client, Kevin. Perhaps you ask them what their goal is, what do they try and achieve, and does smoking fit with that goal? If it doesn't, then you're holding yourself up. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so if we got people who wanna get in touch in the future, Rob, what are they gonna do? They are going to either send us a message, a hashtag, AskApori Help, or they can put a question in at AskApori Coach on Instagram or as a story or anything. We'll pick it up, we'll get it, and we'll answer it. And coming up next, we're joined by Scott Harrison. This podcast was brought to you by the Hapori Coach app. If you're a personal trainer, then you know that time is money. That's why the Hapori Coach app was created, to help coaches manage their businesses better and to support growth and longevity. The platform makes it easy to onboard and train clients, manage your sessions, keep track of finances and take automated digital payments. Plus, your clients will love it as they get their own app to accompany their training with you, tools to track their progress and an easy seamless way to help them manage their bookings. So if you're looking for a way to take your personal training business to the next level, then Hapori Coach is the perfect solution. Check them out at www.hapori.com and enter promo code PODCAST50 to get a 30-day free trial, 50% off your first year and 10 completely free professionally designed health and fitness ebooks to send out to clients and prospects. That's some serious value there. So go get over to hapori.com today. Today on the Hapori podcast, I am kindly joined by Scott Harrison. Welcome, Scott. How are you? I'm great, thank you. After that long journey. I was going to say, thank you very much. For, there's, a, there's a strike going on and you have literally four hours to get here? Not far off, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's, I appreciate you inviting me. Oh, honestly, it's a pleasure. And we've got loads to talk about. And as I said, we've just been chatting beforehand. We're, hopefully there's going to be some real nuggets and follow through for the audience, the people listening, that they can help uh, see what you've done, learn from what you've done and help get some ideas on how to grow what they're doing. But I'm going to come down to a, a question. Let's, let's get serious, Scott. Okay. <laughs> So you're a black you're a black belt in, you're a black belt in karate. Am I right? You are right. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I love that. So the key question, most important question, I'm going to ask you today: Miyagi Do or Cobra Kai? Oh, well, I, if you'd have asked me years ago, it would have been Miyagi Do. But it's definitely Cobra Kai now. It's fantastic, sure. isn't it? Are you I, I mean, Johnny Johnny's the best. Johnny by is. Far. I love Johnny. Yeah, um, Daniel was a bit of a. A wet fish now, isn't he? Yeah. To be fair. Honestly, Johnny is... I, I'm so glad you said yeah, that. It's, Johnny it's all is, about Johnny. He's fantastic. Even that moment where he woke up 
you know, from that very first <laughs> yeah, kick. Yeah. I love how they did that very first yeah. thing. So, and I love the way they've made you fall in love with him and put him on a completely different trajectory than what he was before. And, and it's and very they, clever. We are talking about Cobra Kai, the, yeah. this Netflix series. Um, and I love the way they keep. I keep. I think he's done, but they just managed to draw yeah. someone back from an old Karate Kid, yeah. and maybe oh, I'm guessing we're similar ages, so we're going back. We watched the Karate Kid at key yeah. times, and may have got us both into martial arts and stuff like that. Um, last night, I had the very good fortune of reading your book, Grumpy Gorilla uh -huh. and Happy Hippo, yep. and it, it, it was great. And I wondered straight away, the karate, I think of karate as discipline, as order, as structure, as heritage passing down from teacher to student, from teacher to student. Was any of that in mind when you came to write this book? I'm sorry, just one more thing. The book Grumpy Gorilla and Happy Hippo, could you introduce it? What, what did you write it for? And then we'll come back to that question. Um, well, actually, I think all of my life will be built around the way I've grown up and sort of so I've, I've done karate to a higher level and structure and everything like that and um, that's run all the way through into my business. Probably one of the reasons put me on a platform that I'm on now that gives me the ability to help um, guide, control and engage people for a, a long amount of time. But I wrote Grumpy Gorilla and Happy Hippo. Uh, Grumpy Gorilla was me, by the way. Um, I found that I was in a habit of constantly shouting. And when did you find this? Um, How old is oh, no, Scott this at this is, point? So this is with kids. So my own children. Oh, okay. I've got children. And I found that I was constantly um, snappy. Constantly. like I literally couldn't speak without shouting. Everyone was annoying me. Like the kids would come in and I'd be like... And I remember like the, the mother-in-law, for example, would jump. Because I, some, I'd be like, and, and everyone was treading on eggshells around me. And then one time my wife said to me, she went, Scott, we've really had a good time without you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's not really we've a really, sign off, is it? No. Um, we actually seem to be, you know, you need to do something about it because we're enjoying our time better when you're not around. Um, and then this started me thinking. And I did change at that moment. I was very grateful for her to point it out that I got myself into a habit. It was a habit. I literally couldn't speak without shouting. And that was where Grumpy Gorilla was in my head. So it's now a story about how he was always, everything went wrong for a Grumpy Gorilla. He was always focusing on the negative, um, looking on the downside. And it's just about how his best friend, Happy Hippo, who was always happy and everything was going right for him because he always looked on the positive and how he taught his friend how to... Uh, change his mindset um, you know th there's some eating better in there and there's a little bit of exercise in there as well so that he can live a healthier happier life and make more friends and people aren't scared to be around him all the time on a really positive note so last night when I sort of like had to get my hands you know on the book um, the guy that I got it off he said oh my son wants to read this book now he's already read it before right. you know they read it regularly or whatever you know as kids I've, I've yet to dabble in that world yeah. and I'm sure we're, I'm going to have these experiences soon. But he was like, oh, can we, obviously he had gone into his room and, you know, yeah. got the book or whatever. And he's like, oh, can we read that book tonight? So, yeah, it clearly has resonance it's, with, it's with little people. I'm biased, obviously, but it's a really good book. It's written in rhyme as well. So a bit like a, a Gruffalo type vibe. And, um, yeah, I think it's very clever it's, it's, and it's got a really strong message so there's a subtitle there called it's called grumpy gorilla and happy hippo a positive tale for all to read 
Um, and what I mean by that is, is the parents need to understand that message just as much as the children reading the book. And that's a really important thing because the parents read it to the children or with, with the children. And that's exactly, I was thinking to myself, do, and did you have this in mind? Are the, well, you clearly you did. Yeah, I did. The yeah. parents had it in mind that, oh, am I a grumpy gorilla? They can ask themselves the question, yeah. am I a grumpy Everyone gorilla? Everyone can ask themselves. Could oh. I be eating better? Yeah. And these are habits that we need to establish with younger people. The sooner that we get we give, in there, the better. Yeah. yeah, that perhaps we tell our children, but we don't live ourselves. So like, uh, is happy hippo making us as parents more accountable? Yeah, kind for of sure. thing. Yeah, because we are their teachers, right? They they're sponges and they 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 copy us. It's no, it's no coincidence that, and I know I'm generalising a bit here, but that um, if you've got um, an alcoholic parent, it's quite often the children become alcoholics, drug dependent. Same again, uh, and, abused uh, or obviously uh, are quite often abusers. Uh, abusers. Yeah. Um, if they go to prison, so do the kids. You know, it's it's called history repeats itself and. Um, it's a really true thing. So someone needs to break the cycle somewhere, and that's why I brought the book out to try it. Because I, I managed to break my cycle of being grumpy gorilla. And staying with that, does does the book come with uh, workouts or food suggestions that perhaps the parents can do with their children? No, not in the kids' book. It doesn't. No. no is that just is a that, nice is that something we can develop? Well, we we could. Um, <laughs> it's just I want the universe to give me a few extra hours a day, and I could do all the things I wanted to. I'm, st- I'm ten years behind what I've got planned already, but um, yeah, um, it's 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 just a little step in the right direction for children of that age to start thinking about how they build relationships, how they eat, how they think, how they um, uh, move around, and, and realizing that a healthier, happier life can can be started sooner rather than later and obviously we're we're talking about scott's children's book here yeah um so we've we've got this book and i love the way you said you know like to start them out i wondered if you have any thoughts and this is something perhaps you're going to develop of what's next because as we sort of like get past that connection and and children start to leave the parent sphere of influence and the the world's all mcdonald's and you know, Sky and PlayStation, all these things that, you know, there's tons, there's tons of good things as well. I'm not saying they're not good things, but I'm just saying there's so many things around. I wondered if you had any ideas about what, how to take that to the, say, say, uh, you know, once they're, when now they're 10. Well, I do have a program called SPR Juniors, which is a PE lesson that's in over 50 schools in the country. Um, which does, um, again, push them on their exercise, gives them information on um, uh, nutrition. Also with the parents, we do a um, a monthly letter with the parents, teach them how to um, uh, work with the kids, play with the kids, eat with the kids and stuff like that, and how to, on a budget, for example. But yeah, there could be another book coming that's going to take us to to the next bit. You've got another book out. I do. We were just talking about the signing coming up at Waterstones. Yeah. Yeah, and can you introduce the new book? Uh, well, the signing's actually for Grumpy Gorilla. Oh, is it for Grumpy yes, Gorilla? Yes, but um, uh, the next book has been written and printed. It's called Oh Yes I Can. And it's a story about another two best friends, Panda and Tiger. And Panda, she always goes for her dreams. Like She steps out of her comfort zone. She's going to just go for it, no matter what. And she assumes she's going to do well. Whereas Tiger's a scaredy cat. And he wants to do all this stuff, but just gets a bit of stage fright and never, never really takes the, the leap of faith. So it's how Panda teaches him how to, again, go for his dreams um, and live a, a, a life of abundance where he actually reaches for everything he can go for. And it's really, I, I think, and it's really hard for me to say this, 
but I think is better than Grumpy Gorilla. All right. Well, obviously, I've I've yet to read that one, so I'll uh, I look forward to it. You know, like, but I, I love I love that we connect with children, and it's something I think about a lot. As in how how because we the way I look at society is we're failing, and I want to succeed. I want I desperately want people to be happier, healthier. You know, like, and I really do think no, they're not completely mutual exclusive, but you know, like. People often say to me like, "How come you're just like buzzing you around at? all the time? Yeah, and happy like, and, you know, like yeah, I can but, feel but your I'm, energy as I, soon as I walk through the door." I love that, Scott. But I, and I love that. You know, I, I say like, I want to have an open mind, and I, I train all the time. I trained every day since I was thirteen, but nothing wears out because I train. I'm lubricating the, yeah. the you know, like the the body is. So what is that? How long have I trained for? God, thirty two years. Well, it's it's, it is a, it's a funny old world out there because. Um, you, you, you're right, you've got all the processed foods and the McDonald's, etc. But you've also got this sort of like, um, people are more into their body image now. So it, there, there is some intervention now to actually, I want to actually look good. Is that a good thing? Well, it depends on... Because body image isn't health. Well, it depends on if you know what you're doing and you're, you're, you're not going, you know, do lally on it. So, for example, if you're taking uh, steroids, sticking Botox in your face... Um, and at the age of 16, filing your teeth down when you don't really need to be doing that and stuff like that, then and, and walking around with no clothes on, looking a bit like, pardon the pun, um, I won't say it. We um, then no, but not they're not all like that. They're, you know, I, I come across a lot of people. Remember, a lot, tens of thousands, and actually, the heads are not. I've got a lot of people with wobbly heads, but they're not too affected by what do you mean social by media. Head? Well, you know, you are what you eat, right? So the, the reason that 95% of this world, don't get me wrong, I know 5% of the world is going to have PTSDs and things that have happened, horrific things. I, I get them all in my program um, and people confide in me and I've heard horror stories you wouldn't even want to know. And, um, and you get a lot of um, people with, um, you know, they're, they're riddled with anxiety and they can't cope. That's understandable because they've had life events happen that cause that. But the rest of the world, they are riddled with anxiety because they don't eat properly. Because what people don't realise is they will come to a programme like mine initially, the hook will be what? That person, that's day, that's day one, what you're telling me on day 75, I can look like that, I'm in. Right? Because it's all about the look at the time. Although health comes so with that. So that's the buy-in. Well, yeah, usually because they go, wow, like I could, but then don't forget, they do know that to get there, you've got to be healthy, right? Then it's not, you don't just, it's not a plastic surgery that I do, right? So they know that it's a health journey. So that's, that's a good thing. It's a positive. But what they forget is, so they'll come to me because they want to, they want to lose the fat or they want to lose some dress sizes or they want to lose some belt buckles or they, um, they want to be able to go up the stairs without being out of breath. They want to play with the kids. They want to run to the shops instead of feeling like they're going to die, whatever it is. But they forget that this is a part of their... I'm pointing to my brain here. Yeah. This is a part of their body too. So the reason that they can't cope with this and they can't cope... Because the body's built to cope with stress, grief, mourning, all that stuff. Is that because we don't stress the body enough just in general in our society presently? Um, no, I, I think... But, oh, I'm going to get shot down here. You can cut this bun. It'll be out if you like. It's okay. <laughs> We're here to learn. It's too easy to give out antidepressants these days, right? They'll give out antidepressants more than they'll give out an antibiotic. You go, you don't need a tablet because Nan's died. 
right? You're built to cope with that. But if you've poisoned your body, which in turn poisoned your mind, then maybe you can't cope with that. So I find that people come onto my program and after, when they've finished it, they're off the antidepressants now. They feel stronger than they've ever felt in their life. They can, nothing's phasing them anymore. I, I, I completely agree. I don't yeah. think there's anything controversial with that. And I think that's basically exercise in general. Oh, of you course, know, like, yeah. You know, like as in, it's come to those, come to those things. When we keep mentioning your program, so obviously oh, your sorry. program is the, the six-pack <laughs> revolution. Yes. And we're sort of alluding to this already, but why is it a revolution? Because I have found a way to give, hand people the key to happiness and abundance and health. And I you sound think, a bit like Jesus. I, funny enough, <laughs> someone actually like it. Not that I want to be called the Messiah. Please don't think that at all. But I have actually, someone said to me, it's a bit like that, you know. So, you know, you're, you're, well, it's very, you're performing miracles. Yeah, yeah it's, very, it's very, I've found a way. It's very top yes. down. Yeah, and I, that's why I sort of say about Jesus, because religion is yeah, well, sort of top I'm down. I'm trying not to, now you pointed that out, it sounds very indulgent, and I don't, I'm trying not to be. But I have actually found a way that... Um, once you leave the program, even if you did go backwards, because I not you know, I wish I had some a program that no one ever went back any uh, even a few steps. But obviously, human nature, people are going to. Um, not many. I managed to we managed to keep most people on the on, on a much better trajectory. But um, and can you you can you tell us how many people we we get about seventy percent, seventy five percent to the As finish in, line. How, how many people you've got in signed up to the six pack revolution? Oh, what, right this minute, about three thousand. That's Amazing. just the January wave. It's one wave. And how many countries? We have uh, 58 countries. Amazing. In, and we have six waves a year. How did you get it out to the world? Like, as in, here we are in the UK, in Britain, yeah. and you're telling me loads of countries, which is, which is awesome. How did that, how did that happen? Um, it happened very organically. Um, the great thing about the six-pack revolution is that it's very apparent when people meet a family member or a friend that's done it or doing it, that they are not the same person anymore. It's, it stares them in the face. Not only the visual, but more so the, uh, the radiation of positivity, the inspirational aura that they carry around with them because they've changed the way they think. I, I change everyone's relationship with food and drink, but also with themselves. So again, that, that no longer being snappy and having better relationships and um, uh, just generally being happier all the time and taking things in your stride more and not spending your life riddled with worry and depression. And so happy hippo for yeah. an adult is known as the six pack revolution. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was the grumpy gorilla. But um, so yeah, I found this way that um, manages to keep people engaged. And I think one of the um, unique things, or you're probably going to ask me this anyway, but one of the unique things about the program is obviously not just a nutrition plan that works um, but you know you'll know this you know that people say it's 80% nutrition 20% exercise have you heard that yeah, saying before? Lots of times, yeah. I, I don't think it is I think it's 90-10 because you can train as much as you like if you don't nail the food you're not going to get the results you're striving for you can be fit and fat I've seen you've seen marathon runners that are huge right so um, do you know I actually think it's the other way a little bit what I think it's about 70, 30. Okay. You know, like, yeah, I think, I think you can, you know, like if, you know, having worked with some super high athletes, if you're looking at Usain Bolt, the guy eats chicken nuggets. 
was eating chicken nuggets until literally. Yeah, but we're talking about the normal human yes, population, but I'm just not trying talking to say about that, the, the that, Olympians. That pe- of the yeah, world. but there's, there's, it's just. I think this this is it's totally open. So yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm course. not saying I'm right. I just sort of think I have a I have a hunch. Like my my background is uh, sort of like combat sports, MMA. Most people in the gym looked amazing, but their diets were shocking. You yeah. know, like so. That, that's sort of like, and again, it's our personal experiences which help but us. But I also those think thoughts. they got somewhere first. So they would have probably tidied up their eating habits at some point. Um, it would depends. What, also, every body is different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can look at a bowl of granola and put on a stone, whereas some people can eat a McDonald's every day of the week and never put on a pound. You know, it's just every body is different. So it's, it's a bit of a thing. But anyway, the nutrition is the important side because, yes, you can be um, looking amazing if you don't eat properly. But what it's doing on your inside is also an issue too, right? So, totally. so we need to get that balance in there. But anyway, um, so I, th- I, I, th- I say it's 90-10. Now, I think I'll work something out that in this fitness world, which is a saturated market, most people are telling you how to do the fitness and maybe they'll give you some nutritional advice or probably none. Like, so if you're going to a PT... Oh, that's check, very much what I'm like. Yeah, no yeah. Tr- no nutritional advice. It's usually just, let's go work out for an hour, and then they'll not pay any attention to you again until they see you for the next hour that you spend with them. Well, my program's a nutrition program with lots of fitness. So I went with the 90%, or 80 or 70, as you would say, which makes sense now, right? In your head, I, hang on, I'm, I want to focus on the, the bigger percentage success part and then give them good nutrition with support to make sure that they are not gonna fall or if they do fall, I pull them up. And also what a lot of people say is when you have a PT or someone like that, and I'm a PT myself, you do what you're told, as I said, for that hour you're with them and then you don't really have any more influence over them until you see them next, ish. Yeah, because uh, you know, like depends, it's funny, on, the, I, you know, depends I, on the PT. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm from the background where I'm really personal. Yeah. My job, more than anything, to get them to train is to make them is to communicate, and somehow let that radiate in their week. You know, yeah. like and hundred percent. Yeah. So we, I, that's why I sort of put a little caveat in there. Yeah. Depends on the PT. But what you don't do, or what PTs can't do, because they haven't got this system set up is to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with not only my team that's with them, and they've got two assistant coaches, a coach, an assistant head coach, a head coach, and me in every single group live all day, but they've also got now, because the program's so big, um, at least we call them legends, people that have come back. Yep. At least in every single group, and I've got 30 groups at the moment, because there's 3,000, we have about 100 in the group, at least 30 people in that group that have done six pack before. So they can answer the questions as well. So this is the idea of community? Yeah. And how do people access this community? Is it like, is it a private Facebook group, WhatsApp? At the moment it's a private Facebook group. Um, it's The app is nearly finished, so we'll go, be going onto my own app, which I've kind of recreated Facebook in a way, yep. um, with, with all the other bits that I need for the program. Um, so. And, you, and when you join the program, you get taken into the, well, we only do six a year because we are specific in what we do and it's, um, we run it in waves so that we, you can't just jump in at any time. 
So if you miss the, the deadline for one, you've got to wait for the next one. Um, and then they're taken into the group and then you are in with your, your team. And there's people with 18 to 78, 28 dress to an eight dress, um, um, obese men to tiny men. Um, well, it depends actually, because if you've got no factors, you do one of the different programs. We, I do three different programs at the moment. Um, but yeah, the community and the, so every time they um, put in a video or a post into their group, they've got an abundance of people telling them well done, how great they are, keep going, you're doing amazing. And that matters, we was in a previous conversation, we were just talking about that community spirit in CrossFit. And that's something that I really like and admire about CrossFit, that even though, like say you're the teacher, the person running the box, you may not be right there and then when they're needed, but there is someone there who's in that spirit, in that community, so tell them to keep going, to say, lift your knees up, or whatever yeah. it is that they need at that time. Yeah, and we all like to belong somewhere, and it gives you a place of belonging, it's a, a tribal thing, it's, a, it's an inspiration. I mean, I've even woke up some mornings, and I can't be bothered to go and do a workout, and I'll go into the, because it's early in the morning, it's pitch black, because it's January, I'll go into the group, and I've seen, excuse the, the way I'm going to say this, um, Deirdre from Dagnum, 58 years of age, that's... Um, you know, been pretty unhealthy all of her life, and she doesn't. She's whipping some battle ropes at five in the morning because she's she's a nurse who's got to be in work at six. So, you, so I'll go. What excuse have I got? I'm getting up. Yeah, exactly. They're holding you back to account too. Yeah. So um, battle ropes. Um, obviously, I'm from an MMA background. My yeah. battle ropes I got bought in 2012 from Middlesbrough Docks. They're like, oh, li- I'm yeah, so yeah. saying, big thing. Boys. They are, they, you no know, interest. I used to have, yeah, big bits and pounding. <laughs> um, what was it about battle ropes? Because I, when I was reading about your, uh, the six pack revolution, that was the, that was A the main thing. focus, the main exercise thing. Yeah. What was it about battle ropes that uh, you love and works for people? Okay, well, I wish I'd just thought of it myself. I couldn't think of anything simpler, can you, than a rope that goes around a, a stump. Yeah. Gutted I didn't think of that. But um, battle ropes for me are, I don't know why everyone doesn't use them. Because not only are they fun, they are small, like easy to pack away, you can chuck them anywhere. Um, they are not expensive, but most of all, they burn fat, like they're very cardio, at the same time as building muscle definition, because they're heavy. So you're whipping weights, aren't you? They, the, the smallest ones, which I say, just get the nine meter ones, they're like nine kilos. So you're whipping weights. Um, and you know, there's all the, always this thing about, oh, what's best, cardio or weight training, whatever else. Well, for me, they're both together. And it, it, it's funny you say that because um, f- for me as well, one of the great things about battle ropes is you can, it's that you can actually see it. Like you say, talk about the transformation, you can see it. You can see your wave down the battle ropes yeah. because it's, an, it's a natural transference yeah. of power, power and yeah, kinetic the resistance energy. Comes so in yeah, and going down, so you can see that wave, that slam or whatever. And it comes down to like a, you know, you get a big slam ball. Yeah. You can squat yeah. and push it up. But there is something quite gratifying about like yeah. slamming For something sure. into the floor. And there's a yeah. bit, this bit of that with the, yeah. the, the battle ropes. And Love so it. do you say to everyone on the six pack revolution, please get some battle ropes? Yeah. So with, with the, when they ask, ask about the program, it's all over the, the website as well. But when they've joined as well, we, we put another thing. Make sure you get your battle rope because you can't this you don't do this program without it but and we have people like in um flats and i always get well i can't use them because i've got i live in a flat i said i've got thousands of participants in flats all over the world i said they take them to the communal area or over the park we find a way over obstacles we don't stop and we don't go backwards so i'll teach you that also on the program 
Yeah, completely. And, and, and you live that today in the way that you, was it an hour and a half to go 0.8 miles? Yep. Yeah, that sucks. Yes. But, but you've, you found a way and you got here, so I appreciate that. So we've got this, the six pack revolution. It's building, it's growing into a big success. What tips can you give that you've used to grow this business that you could pass on to the prospective trainers that are trying to grow an online community or whatever out there right now? Okay, so the great thing about if you're doing it online is what I said earlier, you can reach a much wider audience. If you're just gonna to stick to people that are coming to your gym or to train with you, you are limited. There is only so many hours in a day that you can um, help people. And it's all about helping people. So if you give people what they want, you'll keep, they'll keep coming back. And what people do want is to love themselves, be happier, and, and don't forget mindset's a big part of the program as well. So changing the way they think, which will send ripple effects through every area of their life, you know, love, business, marriage, relationships, fitness, health. So if you give people what they want, then you've got something successful. Now, always, the other thing I always do as well is over deliver. Yeah, so make the, the value of the program almost like, wow. And it's not easy, of course it's not easy, because, but I built this from, I was, I was the guy with the, the phone on the floor propped up against a log, looking down, checking my ropes are in the video camera, looking like this and like looking like, and trying to get people to f follow me. But it's built from there all the way up. But I've managed to attract a lot of um, people, the right people, um, and that, that will come down to my belief in the law of attraction and the universe and stuff, which you, this is probably another podcast. But um, you've got to, so I think you've got to over-deliver as well. But also... What is over-delivery? Well, going that extra step. So when I've got someone on the program that's wobbling, and when I say wobbling, I mean struggling, yep. I can't do it, I can't do it, I'm, call me. So I'm on the phone to them myself. Um, but that's because I have a, a real passion to help them. I, I love my, I don't even think, I, I work 364 and a half days a year. I get basically Christmas afternoon off, but I, I don't feel like I'm working. I love it. I, yeah, I, I think a lot, yeah, normally I, I think a lot of trainers it. feel like, I feel like that. Yeah. I honestly, I think that's one of the beautiful things about helping people. Yeah. About you believe in something, I believe in something. Now let's communicate that and give them that gift of believing in something. When you get, when you get a mum send you a card, because who writes cards anymore? and says, I don't know how to thank you for giving my children their mummy back. That's like, you know, that, that's like, like you're, I'm floating around like a, like a, like a really happy person right now. It's emotional. So to get again to the, uh, Sorry, the business trying, side. Yeah, trying, I'm just trying to say is, so you're really talking about the mindset and are you saying that, okay, online, because you can reach more people and then you're saying, even though the program is predominantly nutrition, mindset first. It's mindset over everything. The mindset allows you to um, go down the route of the nutrition to stay with it and focus on it. Yeah, when this works, it all works. So when your head's working, everything's working well. But, right, so let's go back to, sorry, you wanted some, for a bit, the business little nugget of something that's yeah. gonna help people push them forward. When it comes to something like this, it's about results. So you can talk as much as you like, and there will be successful people that talk a lot and don't bring results because they're just lucky in the right place at the right time 
Um, I know well-known famous celebrity PTs that do that. You go and look at their Instagram, you're, the results are very not, non-existent almost. Um, so, But that, that surely means what you define as results. You mentioned earlier that, um, that you give the people what they want. Sometimes as a trainer, I feel I have to give them what they need. They don't know what they want because I'm, I'm looking there and I'm going, okay, you've got a hip hike. You know, in time, if I get you keep squatting, uh, this you're just going to be loaded on one leg. You're going to have some problems. No, need is also the other thing you need to give. You're right. I didn't. I, I should have said want and need for sure. And people need to feel alive. Um, and when you do a program like this, it because and by the way, another thing as well is I have no cheat days. Cheat days are harder than no cheat days. If you come to the program and you go up from this day to this day, I'm going to do as I'm told. Um, and I'm just going to, whatever he tells me to do, or for example, um, whatever anyone puts in front of my face, I'm not going to have it, I'll have it on day 76. Um, as soon as you have a cheat day, do you know what, I'll have another cheat day this week because something's come up, I won't have one next week and then, and then that'll make up for the one extra one I have this week and it never happens. Because you're not getting off the drugs, right? You're not coming off, you're not going cold turkey off the things, the reason you're here in the first place, which nine times out of 10 is salt, sugar, caffeine, alcohol, whatever, you know. So, Sorry, I'm trying to get back to the bit that you were saying about business-wise. So you need to over-deliver, be passionate about what, you, what you're giving them, and obviously give them what they want and need. So that's one thing. You also need to, if you want to grow it organically, you need to show the results as well. You need to be able to let others see. And what, how do you let others see the results? So each week I show the interim, we call them the interim results. So at 12 days, 19 days, 26 days, 33 days, 40 days, all the way up. So, because people wouldn't believe it otherwise. If I just did a day one and a day 75, even now, once they've seen all that, they go, he's giving, it's just, it's impossible, he can't do that. But the ironic thing is that I'm actually not doing anything really that clever. It's not, I'm just feeding the body how it should be fed. It's not a quick, I'm not a high this or a low that. It's just a balanced plate of food, balanced throughout the day. But it's quicker than all of these quick fixes that aren't sustainable anyway. So it's blowing people's minds. They're going, what's he doing? They think I'm giving them a bird seed salad. I'm giving them more food than they've ever eaten before, but it's the right food. And when you give the right food, you, it's much, you can add more of it to, for your calorie um, ratios. So, but people don't know this. So you're saying this is, to quote you, how you eat your way to a six pack? Yeah, you eat your way to a six pack. It's not starve your way to a six pack. And when people work that bit out, and I, well, I've, show, I've shown it so many thousands of times now, that, um, that it's cool. And then for the business side, you now then need to bring in the products that can support um, and make sure they're the best quality that you can, do, you can get. Know your, know your, um, your quality and, and why, so you can sell that to your participants in the way that the reason I'm telling you that you should have this product is because of this. Not just because it's mine, you need to say why. And Are you talking about like your shakes and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, the, 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 I call them the smoothies because they're too tasty to be called shakes. <laughs> I need to taste them. I'm a di I love protein shakes. I was uh, over at Joe and the Juice getting a choco shake uh, before mate, you know this. What? I should have brought all this stuff with me. I'm really sorry. I should have definitely brought it with me. Um, I wasn't thinking it's a, in it, that dude, mindset. Uh, you are enough. That's it. Yeah, honestly. thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I put a lot of hard work into making the products. I sat down with the nutrition scientists, the, the, the factories, the thing, and, and sat down, and I went backwards and forth. I wanted it to not only be the best, the cleanest, but also the tastiest. So now I have people that trust me because I've proven my trust. I've over-delivered all the way through. 
and also make people feel special, wanted, personal. So people, because this is a very personal program, that's why I have to run it in waves, you can't just come in when you like, we become friends with everyone. So when they come back, it's, oh, hi, you know, it's like a, it's like a, um, when you feel good at a restaurant and they remember your name when you walk through the door, you actually think that they, you're their best customer, don't you? They make you feel that way, even though you, they've, they've spoke to everybody that way that day, but you feel good. And when you take someone in, for example, that restaurant that you bring a, a, a friend that's come over to see you and you go and they talk to you, you feel great because you've had that recognition. So it's a combination of all these things. And then as long as your products are good, why are they going to use someone else's? So um, how do you know that your products are better than others? People's. Right. Because as you know, there's a broad, broad, broad it's, spectrum. I learned, I learned a lot when I was going backwards and forwards with these... Um, I don't know what's happened to my screen here. When I was going backwards and forwards with these um, shakes, we'll call them shakes for now because otherwise everyone will wonder what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm just currently um, doing multivitamins, omega-3s, um, the dandelion root um, and pre and probiotics. Um, I'm messing, that's later in the year. But when I asked them, okay, so what is this ingredient? What is this ingredient? And stuff like that. They would say to me, um, for example, I mean, I'm going to get the names wrong because they're, they're like Latin half of the thing. So let's forget that. Yeah. But they'll, they'll say, oh, well, that's like um, 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 like maltodextrin. It's not a, it's not a great product, um, sweet. Energy it's source. Not, uh, yeah, it's not a great um, thing. They say, oh, it's not really good. Oh, I don't, sucralose. I don't want that in mine. Yeah. But you have to have some sweetener. I mean, otherwise it's going to taste like dust. Yeah. So I chose I chose a small amount of sucralose in a whey shake because it, uh, stevia didn't taste right in the whey. But stevia is in the vegan it tasted better in the vegan so you know utopia would be nothing but you can't you know even like a, a binding agent or a caking agent you have to have it otherwise it's glue isn't it it's mm. not it's not powder so it, it, you have to balance this up as well and why why do we need the shakes if we're eating our way to a six-pack well you you can do full food on the program you'd have to touch a shake the shake is there for convenience and to, to help satisfy the sweet craving so when we, because we eat six times a day, either three meals, three snacks, or you can do two meals, two snacks, two shakes. So as you can see, with a busy lifestyle, um, people need maybe a little bit more help. So I've tried to create the cleanest, healthiest, most balanced shake that matches into all my ethos uh, to, so that they can, they can do it that way as well, which I'd say 99% of people do that. Because I do think shakes. one of the things that a lot of people don't know is, you know, you can go in and get a multivitamin, uh, the ratios, but the quality of the vitamin. What what form is vitamin C in, like ascorbic acid? You know, like the that that may not be the best quality, the best absorption. And uh, I think that's something that when we're just sort of going, oh, it's fortified with vitamin E. You know, like or you know, for example, like I I take my D three as a spray on the yeah. cheek, <laughs> like I hold it in my mouth for about forty five seconds. You know, because I want. The highest Well, I could quality. see you were nuts when I walked in and you were sucking stuff out of the uh, tube. Yeah, that was an unfair yeah. advantage. It's ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, limitless. So, um, yeah, it's, it is... It, but these are things you, that, that a lot of people don't know. don't really exist in mm. this world, really. You know, you have to balance it up. Also, you've got to, I've got to understand as well that what a part, what a, you've also got to work out if you're in business, what are people going to pay for for your products so really my my um my shakes should be a lot more i i should be making more on them but 
because I took out various things I didn't want. Well, that, they say, well, that's yeah. going to yeah. be more expensive then. I said, well, I, I, am I going to get a better result from my participants? Well, talking the way you talk and from what we understand from you, yes. I said, well, then that's better for me then because I'm not a shake company. I'm a body-mind transformation company. And how long has this been going on? How long has the six-pack revolution been going on? Um, well, in 2015, December, was when I was in this playground and I was picking up the kids from school for a very rare time. And um, I was looking at all the parents and this is how it all began very quickly. And my wife hates when I talk about this. They were looking bloated, poisoned, obese. Some couldn't even walk properly, they were waddling. Um, and the little kids were running out to their role models. And I was looking and thinking, well, that isn't very good, is it? And then I realized I was one of them. And it was that moment I said my New Year's resolution in the January was going to get a six pack. I chose, I chose a visual goal yep. because I thought I could focus on it, like see it in my head all the time rather than say I'm going to lose a few pounds or whatever it is. Um, and then 36 other people wanted to join me. I, I was just blogging it on Facebook. So I called it the Scott Too Hot 90 Day Six Pack Challenge. It was 90 days back then. I've got better results now in 75 because I've tweaked. I'm still tweaking, by the way. I'm still learning. So I'm still getting improving this program at every opportunity. So in four and a half years, we've got the six-pack revolution. We've got the SBJ, SPR juniors, yeah. SPR juniors. We've got the two books and we've got the shakes. That's, that's a very impressive, like, you know, like, and it's growing. I'm yeah. right to say it's growing right now. Exponentially. And that's, that's the thing, like, so how, how do we, what is, what, uh, what's the magic that's allowing you to have this awesome business? You know, like as a, as a, as a, you know, because a health business, as a trainer, what's, what is that little bit of magic? It's, I think it's the support and the community and also having access to me. I, I found it for somehow, I don't know how, I found a talent for being able to inspire and keep people engaged and also stop them worrying about things that don't exist. You know, that's what most people do all day, every day. And I started to look at life a little bit differently and I try and get them to look at life from a different perspective. Um, and I, I run live Zooms all the time. I speak to people live all the time. And I pull people along. But I think as the, as the program's gone on, because of the results, which again is something you have to show, people know now, because there's been so many, that if I do that to there, I'm going to get, I'm 100% guaranteed going to get it. So they come in with confidence that it will work. Now, some people go funny halfway through when they realise, of course, it's a bit of a journey here. I've got a bit longer to go. And then it's my job to keep them on that horse or on that track to, to, to get to the, to the finish line. Once you reach the finish line, then that's, you've got that key that I was talking, you about, talking to you about. So then they know what they ever have to do at any time to get back there. They know what to do. Um, but the, the piece of magic, I think it's a combination of all of it, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and, and, it's, a, and it's a hard one to say one piece of magic, really. If, if I was to, like, sort of like the, the model of really being able to see the before and after is something the body coach has utilised very well to take, obviously, his business and his training to, to another level. That was really that, that transformation for before and after. But one Do you thing think that's I was, what got him there? Well, I don't know his personality, so sure. the, 15 second, the 15 second things that really launched him at the beginning. But it is... If you go through his Instagram, not so much now, but that was a real, let's go back four years. That was a real, so four years ago, it was a real big feature. 
But one of the things I used to ask myself was, and he would obviously post, let's just say one a week, and they were pretty awesome. But if he's got 5,000 clients and I'm seeing one a week, what do the other 4,999 look like? And that's something that's always concerned me about the the numbers and just having metrics and numbers like and I, I'd say of course I one of the things I'm trying to figure out in my own head is how do we make personal training truly personal you know because it sort of feels like you're you're it's personal nutrition but oh no this this is there's, there's they know, train up to six times a week if they want to in the program as well it's a minimum of twice um so the training is there prevalent it's, it's not it's not uh in the background it's, it's 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 up there front but what i do say to people is i mean we've had some ridiculous results of people that due to a condition can't train uh, literally can't walk and and the results are still like never been seen before you know and and what he what the body coach used to do was he would show his what he called his 90 day graduates was what he used to yep. call them so he would show the finished product um, one a week because he's got because he can easy pick those I show like loads every week and then on grand finale day I show everyone as give or take that will allow me to so there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds on the weekend of the what we call the grand finale weekend so I don't just show one I'm showing hundreds and everyone goes well yeah, they're not all live and also so it's like you're refining what to a degree, one of the things that helped make him successful in the past. The body well, I didn't even know he did that because I, I, I didn't really follow him. So, um, but if you say so, because if because I'd say now we don't show hardly anything now because probably don't have to because he's like this. Well, he's yeah. Also, he's changed his his vibe a lot. He doesn't really mention fat loss anymore. He used to, and I, I always think that's like you watch someone grow and stuff like that. But I always think uh, with. Joe and obviously I've got a couple of clients who are very good friends with him and stuff like that and he always comes across as a remarkably nice chap but as a trainer trying to look at overview and stuff like that I always felt that he was never the finished article but people were coming to him as the finished article and it's now he's really reaching that and I give you even though there's the fact that he's obviously he talks more about the mental health aspect now and he's got rid of the the sort of fat loss element but I always thought it was amazing that it was only a couple of months ago he started like cold baths. You know, he has access to whoever he wants. I'm like, you know, like we were doing cold baths in 2011 in a dustbin. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like it's, I feel like with, I don't understand why he's not just gone, right, I've got this amazing opportunity. Let's go learn from everyone. I think he's tried that. He, he, I can't remember. He tried to get a load of coaches together and tried to do something, but I don't, it never transpired. My, one of my coaches is best friends with his wife. So he, apparently, yeah, he's really lovely. Um, and Peter Andre's done my program as well. And um, they're good friends. So um, I've only heard nice. Oh, he had a six pack to begin with. Come on. Yeah, I well, remember that beautiful well, he girl. Wanted, he, he wanted it back. <laughs> he wanted so, it back. Uh, but, it'd but been it, stolen from him. Yeah, it'd been stolen. So. By Tizer and, uh, <laughs> and Cappy's Dairy Milk. But um, yeah, he's, he also says that Joe's like the nicest guy you're ever going to meet. So I'm sure he is, you know. Um, he but that's, that's not really the question. That's like, not for the, me, no. it's a, like how, you know, like with, with platforms like that, how do you really get it? You know, because it has such a massive platform and it, lo yeah, it looks like this, it looks like you could be where he is soon the way it's growing and it's just that question of how does no one get left behind 
because that's that's how I feel like with when you say you know, no one, who are we talking about? Like, with with Joe, but like let's just say yours grows to that right. scale. How does no one get left behind? In my program, so yeah. how does it stay personal? Yeah, yeah. So I built this structure that. So I thought you were still talking about Joe. So I built a structure that allows me to treble every wave if it if it was going to. Now that would be ridiculously insane. You know, at the moment we are growing like fifty percent a year, which is huge, huge, huge. But um, I'm, I've got a structure in place because I have my. So I've got my coaches and my two assistant coaches in every group. So these two assistant coaches are capable of being coaches because they've been trained to. So I can bring those up into coach role at any time and then I will bring in new... By the way, every single person on the Six Pack Revolution down to the people that are in my IT, my marketing and everything all come from the program. Every single person that that works on Six Pack comes from Six Pack. Okay. So that's a pretty cool thing as well. I've managed to... Um, employ everyone via because I've got so many and and they know the program they're into the program they love the program they believe in the program so that's probably helped me is that a problem though that you don't get any because they're all it's worked for them you don't get any outside input bring in fresh ideas bring in new ideas and perhaps you know like they're um, they're on me like you wouldn't believe with fresh and new ideas like these people that see um, they're still outside, aren't they? they they're not. They're not. On, they don't only live inside. They live inside and outside. So, but they understand the. But program. that's their education in fitness and nutrition. Not necessarily. No, my coaches don't have to be a PT or anything. If they understand my program, I've got a team of experts that can deal with any of the. This is all about support, understanding yeah, the program. But what I'm saying is top down. So right. it started with you. Yeah. And all of those people, everyone we're talking about, from yeah. correct, has done the program. Yeah. So that was their. That was their education. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they've, 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 they've learned through being a part of it, which I think has been one of the reasons it works so well, because they understand how people feel, which is one of the major things. If you can empathise with someone going through what they're going through, and some people breeze it, some people really struggle with it. Um, and would you say that's a real strength of yours? And I'm going to bring up that something obviously I read and we've spoke about before. This is bulimia. And you mentioned you were bullied as a kid. Is uh, that does that give you that those personal experiences? Does that help give you empathy to people that are going through other challenging factors? I believe so now because if you took took me back then, I'd go. I wish that had never happened. But now I'm saying, well, as it goes, maybe I do want, and maybe I'm glad it happened because um, if someone comes to me and they've been, I mean, I've I've got people that have been abused as boys and girls. Um, I've got people that have lost children. I lost a, I lost a child um, further on in pregnancy. Uh, so even though it's a, a different level, if you can have levels of losing children, I can empathise there a little bit. And people have, um, and I do a zoom on it as well. Um, it's, it's always everyone's in tears, including me. Um, but um, it allows me, as I said to you before, stand, sit on this platform and actually not. What does he know? You know, it's like, oh, hang on. As he goes, he's been through that. Um, and the bullying side of it, of course, yeah. So I've been in a dark place. This bully peed on me more than once. And, and did I, that lead you to karate by any chance? Well, funny you should say that. <laughs> I, I, I struggled with confrontation. So I was it, 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 when I allowed that to happen to me, for example, because I was so scared to do anything about it, um, it's quite a dark place to be in. So I think when I came out... Um, of that environment so I moved away from that town when I left home I was out of that school 
And so I wasn't no longer in that and I could find my way without this draining me. Although I still had this recurring dream for 30 years of being at the end of that boy's road with a hammer behind a bush. Never, I'd never got up out of the bush. But it was there, and that's gone now, that, that, that dream gone So now. it was a real dream? It was a real dream. It wasn't you just wanting well, revenge? Well, <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> but yeah, it was a real dream. It was a recurring dream that I had all the time. Um, and I think that all these, these life experiences, like you say, and then when I, when I left, I think that's probably why I was always into martial arts, always loved martial arts, I, I, you know. But then I thought, I'm going to take this to a much higher level. And I think you're probably right. There was a bit in me. And then when, when I would have come to do my black belt, I'm sure in my head I would have been like, I'm, I'm nailing this no matter what, you know, if, you know, to make up for what I didn't do with that. And then also I thought, box, I boxed at the York Hall in Bethnal Green. I don't know if you know the York Hall. I know it well, yeah. Yeah, so I boxed at the York Hall in Bethnal Green, one fight of the night that night. And I believe all of that stuff... What was amateur boxing? Yeah, uh, it was just a white collar. Okay. But um, there was 13 fights that night. We won fight of the night. Um, me and the guy, because we were literally toe-to-toe, whatever else. And I do believe that a lot of that stuff is probably due to the things I faced. Yeah, quite a uh, primal scream almost. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. And then, and also, um, when the bulimia came, if I look back, it was actually at that same time I was going through the bullying. Um, so a psychotherapist or a psychologist would probably tell you it was my way of having some kind of control. I didn't see it as that at the time, really. I just see that I didn't want to be fat or I, I can't from what I can remember it's sort of like and then it kind of just carried on for I would go into I mean up to like for, for in my 40s you know I, I would go into a all-you-can-eat buffet and go and make myself sick come back eat sick eat sick. Well, I, I, God knows why but since I've done six-pack I've not had the urge to purge the urge to purge yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, and a lot of people find that who've come on the program as well that suffer with bulimia, we, they walk away much better. And your own training? What? What is? Uh, where do you go to train? Do you train at home? A bit of both. Gym? I go to the gym. Um, I have a personal trainer. Um, it's not that I, I love that. Yeah, it's not I do that, genuinely. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a. It's always quite a humbling thing to be told what to do and. Particularly and if spot me that. as well. You know, I, I want to push myself, and I'm, I'm never. If I walk into a gym on my own, <laughs> my participants will go, "Really?" If I walk into a gym on my own, I'm doing a very average workout. If I go in with my PT, I'm leaving there like, it's like done. And that's the the, the, whole the quality of PTs of that I think is sometimes underestimated, and you know, like I think too many PTs are down themselves and just can pick themselves up and realise the the impact they can have. On people's if lives. they want to, I see PTs in the gym yeah. on their phone while telling someone to go on the treadmill. Hundred like, percent. You know, that's... but they're the standards we're trying to set yeah. and establish, and 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 say perhaps that's not on. That's not what we expect of people. Not it's not what the public should expect. Yeah. Of 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 people. No, but I have a PT and also box twice a week as well. So I have a boxing uh, takes me on the pads, uh, drills me to the floor and. I come out of there dripping every every time I'm in there, and I love it. And sometimes I might do an extra workout with my wife, but I have a I have a gym at home as well. So um, either or. And is there a track that you like to have on to, you know, inspire you that perhaps we can add to our Hapori Spotify playlist? Well, I think the track you should add to that playlist because I'm not going to be too obvious, okay? Because I know your product because you you want something that no one else has said. Otherwise, you're going to have a, a playlist, yeah, we'll have a, a very short playlist. Um, <laughs> I, if I can only say one, I'm going to choose um, I Am The Fire. I Am The Fire. By Hailstorm. 
H-A-L-E-S-T-R-O-M, Hailstorm. I am the fire. And what about if you could have two? If I could have two... I'm feeling generous today, Scott. If, it, if I could have two, it would probably be... The one I love running to, which is really... Okay, yeah, this would be your running track. Love yeah, it. The running track that I like... Um, well, there's two, so you're going to have three now. The running track I like to run to, for some reason, is Make It Rain, Ed Sheeran. Okay. From, um, um, you know, the motorbike uh, series. What's that called? I can't think what they call that. Street Hawk. No, no. <laughs> showing your age now. Um, um, I can't... But, uh, so the... But the, a new song of mine that I love running to, and it's a bit of a rocky type. When I say that, it's a bit more of an inspirational, if you listen to the words, um, a bit down and coming back up type of song. And it's called, and the reason I'm looking here is because I, I need to get his name right. Oh, Austin, trust me on this. Heaven Knows. Heaven Knows. By Austin Howard. Awesome. Heaven Knows by Austin Howard. Okay, consider yeah. them added to cool. the playlist. I'll give that to producer Mike. Cool. And he will add away. Great. Um, and what about film then? If you are at home, you need... Favourite film? Is there one you go back to or a film that stands out like a punch throughout your life? My favourite film, because you wanted an inspirational type film. That inspires you. Well, inspires, well, as a father or dad or man, I think the first Taken. First Taken. The first yeah. Taken. And that famous phone yeah, call. The famous phone call. And there's a, because he looks like a dad. He doesn't look like a Schwarzenegger or, a, I think when I see him, when I go, that's the man I'd like to be. Yeah, you can definitely fight, yeah. like, pretty yeah. tasty, though. Yeah. That's the man I'd like to be. So that's, that would inspire me to be as, as powerful as him. And that connects with the family and everything, everything. like that. I like, I like that. So, if, speaking of which, if it didn't work out and you were, you were the person taken, right. what would you like written on your gravestone? Why is it? How would Scott like to be remembered? The man who gave the key to happiness and an abundance to the world. That's a, that's a pretty big line. And, a... and what everyone needs to understand is as well, when you nourish your body, you by default nutrify your mind. And together, you'll very quickly find out that they make the perfect partnership where you'll realise that absolutely anything is possible. There's no better way to wrap this up. Scott, honestly, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Taking the drive for coming to see us. Thanks again, Scott. Cool. Thank you. Top Thanks man. for having me. Nice to meet you. And that was Scott Harrison. You can follow him on the Six Pack Revolution at Instagram. So, Mike, what did you think? The guy's doing a lot, isn't he? I mean, I, I lost track of how many sort of facets to this. He's, he writes books, he trains people, he's got this supplement business going on. I mean, he's. I, I didn't. I couldn't quite work out how he fit everything into one day. Um, well, it's funny. I I took from that. He believes all those yeah. things he said. He believes. He really communicates that he believes this one hundred percent. Do you remember when I said yeah. he uh, he starts to sound like Jesus? Mm. You know, such is his like. This is almost like an overwhelming sensation. So yeah, it is pretty amazing how he fits things into a day. And I think this is an important lesson for trainers that you can branch out. Get good at what you do, but you can't branch out. There's other revenue streams, there's other ideas and avenues to explore because health and wellness and fitness isn't just a training session. As Scott demonstrates, it's his supplements or it's his children's books. They're, they're as much a part of his world as his six-pack revolution as training people. Mm -hmm. And is that your main takeaway from that? 
Well, it was just, maybe there's a, there's a good lesson for me here because me and Scott are very different. And he is a man who, whose glass is half full. And perhaps I'm a man whose glass is half empty. And I said to you that he believes and he believes him passionately, he really does. But you know, like I, I sort of think to myself, oh my God, like he did all this with what I would say a, a rather limited amount of experience and knowledge. I've just spent five grand learning off this dude who I think's the best in the world. You know, like I've gone out of my way and lost loads to do that. And I'm sort of thinking there, why am I doing that? So we're very different people like that. And that's, that's really cool and key to have these like sort of like clashes because as, as you sort of said, you know, at the beginning of it, you said to me, oh my God, you're going off a bit hot here because obviously we were talking mm. before we started rolling as, as he came into the room. And, um, but I really wanted to establish and identify who he was because there were some things that I thought were great. I love the book, genuinely. So was, I was reading the book the night before and I was just like, this is now on the head. But some of the things in the training, I, you know, it, it does concern me. Like, are there layers to this knowledge? If I peeled it away, would it fall away? Or, you know, um, is, is it a deep onion? Is it a big onion? And as you strip away, there's more layers to it. And um, I like to know the layers and that's who I am. I like to know the layers. Whereas I think Scott's got the idea and he's running with it. Yeah. So perhaps if you can find the balance between the two of us, then maybe you've got the, uh, the, the perfect PT. Maybe. That leads us nicely into this. Solly's Soliloquy. Consistency in my approach to training, it's a mindset that allows longevity. There is no finish line. But it doesn't tie me down. I just do a little often. So over time, my reps build up and my body adapts to the demands of the tasks I ask of it. I believe the long game is the wise game. So are you on the right path where you learn, practice and improve? In the knowledge that consistency will not only give us the ability to conquer the whole mountain, but enjoy the sweetest view from the top of the mountain. We're gonna take on the world. Well, that was the show, the Hapori Podcast. And the Hapori Podcast was presented by me, Rob Solly, and produced by Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions. Please like and follow us on your favourite podcast app and tell all your friends about it. You can follow us on at Rob Solly, at Hapori Coach, and... At Pod People UK. And don't forget to download the Hapori Coach app. And follow the Hapori Spotify playlist. Yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. Good tunes on there, good tunes. Hopefully, good training tunes. All right, that's over and out from us. This is Rob saying over and out. And it's Mike saying over and out. All right, and I hope to see you next time. Next time.